Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. This is Jake Kokorowski. Uh, Owen Reese will be joining us in just a couple of minutes here. It is obviously March Madness, forthcoming soon. We're going to have a lot of fun coming up. And in the Big Ten tournament earlier today, Wisconsin locks down the four seed, the double buy in the tournament. They won't play it until Friday. And they did so with a 73-67 win over Ohio State on the road in Columbus. Not the prettiest of wins and giving up a 23-point lead in the second half. However, they come back, they rebound, they get the W in a tough road environment, uh, despite Ohio State being without Caleb Wesson for the game due to suspension. They locked down that four seed in the tournament coming up this week. And who better, by the way, to talk about the Big Ten tournament then a Big Ten tournament champion, a Big Ten regular season champion. You have you hear him, by the way, uh, up at the score, 95.3, 99.1, part of BJ and the Bear, radio host there, owner of Brian Butch Basketball, a coaching associate for the NBA G League's Wisconsin Herd, uh, and of course, uh, a consensus first-team All-Big Ten honoree when he played at Wisconsin. We got as you heard before, Brian Butch. Brian, man, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, you've had me on your show uh, quite a few times over the past few months, and very grateful for that. And we wanted we wanted your expertise on, and thanks for coming on tonight. Well, I appreciate. It. I don't know how much expertise I have, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be a good uh, good good conversation here. Looking forward to it. Uh, March Madness does it get any better than this? You look at the game uh, this afternoon, and it was madness. That's for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, that's a big thing too with, I guess, uh, you know, you see Wisconsin give up that lead. They, you know, they're up 22 with under 10, you know, under 10 minutes left. I think it was like seven fourteen left and Ohio state goes on just about under seven minutes left in the game. They, they outscore Wisconsin 27 to five. They had two separate runs where Wisconsin didn't answer with any points. It was an 11 0 run at first. And then to close out the final two fifty one, it was a 12, 12, nothing run to ultimately tie the game. And they almost had an opportunity to win. Uh, Ohio state did, but uh, CJ Jackson missed that, uh, that three uh, basically airballed it. But uh, I, I guess, you know, going for, you know, some good news with this, Brian, you know, what do you see out of a guy like Khalil Iverson, who in my opinion is playing the best basketball of his career. He records his first double, double against Iowa, 11 points, 11 rebounds on Thursday. He follows that up with his second double, double of his career on the road. In his home state, 22 points, 14 rebounds, both career highs. How pivotal is his emergence you know, from what you've seen of this team this year? How pivotal is it for him to complement Ethan Happ and even some of the guards who maybe aren't hitting as many shots uh, overall in the past few games uh, like you've seen? Well, that's what you've seen. You've seen Dimitri Trice and Brad Davison struggle a little bit down the stretch here, and you've seen the emergence of, of Khalil Iverson. Uh, this doesn't surprise me. It, it seems like every Wisconsin team has that senior that uh, has kind of had that roller coaster career, and then all of a sudden it clicks right before it's over. Um, and I think that's exactly what's happening with Cleo Iverson. And, you know, it, for me, that's the exciting part. Um, you know, as a senior, to be able to go out the way that he's going out, playing his best basketball, I think he's going to have an impact on the NCAA tournament. I think he's going to have an impact on the Big Ten tournament. 
he's had an impact so far in, in locking up this fourth seed. I truly believe that this is a second weekend team, but they're going to need to, clear, have to have Cleo Iverson play the way he is right now. They're also going to have to have Demetri Trice play a lot better than what he has. Two for 11 today, two for eight from three. Just isn't going to get it done. Uh, and we've seen that struggle kind of back and forth between him and, and Brad Davis and Brad a little bit better tonight. Um, but still, those guys are going to have to start to play a little bit better as well. But a night of, of 22 and 14 from Khalil Iverson covers that up. Hey, Brian, thanks for jumping on with us again. Um, as far as like they had a 23-point lead in the second half and then kind of seeing that go away, do you think that uh, that that period there was a bit of a microcosm of, of what this team is capable of and what they might be able to do? I mean, obviously, we've seen them play very well against very good teams, and we've also seen them uh, you know, have these offensive droughts and, and these bouts of futility with that. Um, and obviously, is heading into these games where it's one and done, you can't really afford to do that. So do you think that... Um, you saw kind of both the highs and the lows of this team and what they're capable of in that second half? Well, I think you have. Uh, you know, when you have a team that's given up 47 points in the second half, that's not this Wisconsin Badgers basketball team. You Then you look at the first half and they've given up 16. You know, I think it's one of those things where when you really sit back and look at it, that second half isn't what Wisconsin has kind of been built on. Uh, you know, they still hold the team to 67 points and are able to get a win. Uh, I think this team has been built on defense, and that's how it's going to continue to go. Absolutely, and, and we're here with Brian Butch here on Bucky's fifth podcast. You're home for uh, an audio version of Bucky's fifth quarter, basically. I'm Jacob Kurowski. You've got Owen Reese here as well on the podcast, and it you know, the, I was going to say that you, you hit it on it too, Brian, and, and maybe real quick as a follow-up with, with Brad Davis, and it was a good bounce back for him, and it has been struggling lately. You've seen and, and you know, comes in three of six from three-point range, 14 points, hits three of four from, the, you know, from, uh, from the line, along with four rebounds uh, for that matter. Just, I, I guess, you know, you've been on teams with, you know, a Cam T- Taylor, a Trayvon Hughes, a, you know, a Jordan uh, – Jason Bohannon, uh, how critical is that guard play in this Big Ten schedule, especially this year from what you've seen and, you know, from your time as a player to now, you know, just how critical is the guard play for a Wisconsin-type team in the, you know, during March Madness? Yeah, well, I think guard play in general, not even just for this Wisconsin team, but for any team in, in, in March is huge because in the end, most of these games are going to come with a 1-5 uh, ball screen action and just let the guard make a play. So I think it's very, very important, and you need to have good guard play to get you know farther in, in the tournament. For this Badger team, it's that much more important because you've got a guy in Ethan Half that has done everything for this team. However, late in games, you know, how much do you trust him? Are they going to foul him? Those are the questions that come up. As great of a player as Ethan Half is, there's still that but factor as far as, okay, but what are we going to do at the end of the game? That's where you need one of these guards, either Demetric or Brad, to come out and really you know, assert themselves. And we haven't seen that a whole lot this year. It's kind of gone back and forth. Some games have been Brad Davidson. Some days it's been games has been Demetric Trice. But there hasn't been a guy that just says, okay, this is my show at the end of the game and I'm taking over. That's going to be 
a little bit of a concerning part going forward with this Badger team because I, I just don't know where the ball is going to go. Now, that being said, you look at the game tonight, and it went found Cleo Iverson, and he finished the game. So that's not a bad thing to have options, but it's always kind of nice to know, okay, yeah, we're going to go through this guy 100%. And then I was going to say, when I guess one more follow up before we head into the Big Ten tournament, you talked about Ethan Happ, and you know I've talked I've talked to other beat writers about this, like Nick Oson from Scotty Sports Talk, uh, Jim Polzine from the Wisconsin State Journal, about Ethan Happ about a month month and a half ago. My opinion, uh, you know, I I always wonder if he's taking for granted. I I don't know if it's just the fact that his free throw percentage obviously is not where you want it to be. Uh, and he also, his range uh, obviously is in, not in question, but he just doesn't, you know, he's great around the rim, around the basket, but outside mid range and, and beyond it, it isn't there uh, as a former player uh, and a player, you know, obviously a big consensus, you know, all big 10 player. Well, do you feel fans take Ethan Happ for granted? And how do you think his legacy will be at Wisconsin? Uh, they might, I don't, I don't know if taking it for granted is the right word. I think, when you look at Ethan Happ there, we'll look at a player that has been so successful for this program, but I think that'll be the, the gotcha. always the conversation. Now, I don't know if it's fair or not, and I don't think it's fair because he's a guy that's done, you know, 22,000 rebounds or points, 1,000 rebounds. He's done all of that stuff, but, and I think that, that'll, always, that'll always follow him around because it's, well, but the free throws, but he hasn't been able to shoot an outside jumper. So I think they're very appreciative, but I think they always want a little bit more because they feel like it's missing, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. For sure. And Brian, uh, um, Jake mentioned Jim article a couple weeks ago, kind of struggles finishing around the rim. Obviously with the offense, so much of it played through Ethan Happ and especially especially heading into these uh, more crucial games. I guess, how much of that do you think, uh, in your opinion, can can be fixed? Or do you think that's just something that um, the Badgers are going to have to kind of play through here? Obviously with the tournament-style games, usually the games get a little slower and uh, possessions mean a bit more, um, which obviously makes those misses more and more crucial. I guess, how much do you think that they can improve on that? Yeah, I think when you look at your, your finisher on the basket, that just kind of comes down to a simple um, focus and kind of skill stuff. And I think when you look at it, I think they can get better at that. I, I think you saw that a little bit tonight in Khalil Iverson. When they needed baskets, he got offensive rebounds and scored on the, uh, on the uh, right side block uh, with a nice move. So I think that's kind of one of those areas where, where you've kind of seen improvement already. Um, and I think that's only going to continue. I, I think – Maybe you look at the Indiana game and you're a little frustrated because of the lack of finishing, but I, I'd be surprised if they lose a game because of that moving forward. I think it was addressed uh, and addressed loud and clear with the loss to Indiana. And looking at this tournament ahead, now they're the number four seed. They're, they're going to play the winner of number five seed Maryland, or it's going to be Rutgers and Nebraska, who are the 12 and 13 seeds respectively. Uh, they get that double ba- double buy, so they really you know, they don't have to work, play till Friday, so that'll give them some fresh legs uh, and some time to, to recuperate. Uh, I guess from your vantage point, from a former player's perspective, a successful player at the college game, that still actively, you know, works in the game and, and you're working with the herd and uh, you also operate the camps, but what what are some of the tendencies or things that stand out to you from your vantage point that maybe the normal fan or even, you know, like Owen and I, as we cover this team, 
uh, that we don't see. Well, I think it's crazy to say this, but I think it's the consistency. I mean, I know there's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but the consistent approach of how things need to be done. I think on the defensive end, you've really seen that of late. When this team was struggling, it's because they weren't defending at a high level. The consistent approach on the defensive end has kept this team in games almost throughout this whole year. And I think people, so much of, of the normal public and the fans worry about the offense, the offense, the offense. But when you really look at that Wisconsin defense, it has been consistent throughout, and it has kept them in every Big Ten game and given them a chance to win. I've said this before. I think every game Wisconsin plays is going to come down to the last four minutes. I just It's the way, it's the style, but it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Um, I, I think defensively, you're, they're going to keep themselves in any game. Offensively, they're going to keep themselves in every game if they kind of play the way and shoot the ball like they did tonight. So I think that's that's the thing. I, I just take away the defense approach, though, where they've decided as a unit to defend first. That's a rarity in college basketball. And I think that, to me, is what I take away. All right. A lot of times in these uh, these late season situations, Brian, a lot of times you'll see a, a player kind of step up to X factor, obviously, with with the game plans being put in, these teams uh, in these one-game scenarios know who they need to stop or who they can't let beat them. And a lot of times, uh, maybe a secondary or a tertiary player kind of steps up. We've seen that a couple of years ago with Zach Showalter. Uh, had that big game in the Florida game. Obviously, they ended up losing that. Um, who do you think could be the X factor uh, heading in, not only for the conference tournament, but the NCAA tournament? Who do you think could be that guy that, um, you know, when, when Trice and Davison aren't shooting well and Defenses are double teaming Ethan Happ. Who do you think could be that guy for the Badgers that kind of gives them that lift when they need it? Well, if Khalil wouldn't have played as well as he did last night, or, or I mean, uh, this afternoon, I'd sound like a genius by saying Khalil Iverson. But since he's already put up at 22 and 14, that, uh, that's almost going to become expected now over through the Big Ten play and uh, NCAA tournament play. I think there's a couple of guys. I think it is clear. I think that's a guy that he's gets it. It's clicked. It's a senior year. He realizes that the time is, is done and he needs to make the most of it. Another two guys, Brevin Pritzel and Wayne Ford. I think they're going to really make that paint tight, and there's a situation where they're going to try to make Ethan Happ uncomfortable. They're going to try to make Cleo Iverson uncomfortable at times. Um, they're going to try to make Nate Reavers uncomfortable at times. So a defense is probably really going to suck into that paint, and I look at Brevin Pritzel and Lean Ford as guys that are able to spread the floor a little bit Therefore, if they're able to spread that floor and make some threes, those are guys that you might see really start to kind of shoot themselves, Wisconsin. I mean, shoot them out and make other teams defend them. And Brian, uh, I guess you kind of addressed this a bit earlier, but you've seen this team. What do you think the floor of the year? You're looking for teams to get hot. Uh, do you think they have the possibility? Do you think that they would allow themselves to get upset? Earlier, do you think this that style really do guard a lot harder than than most teams want to? Uh, that that nobody's going to want to play and can kind of sneak their way maybe into the third weekend. Yeah, oh, and you're breaking up a little bit there, but I think what you're getting at where this team can go. For me, I think this is a second weekend team. 
once you get to the second weekend, anything is open. I think they can defend. They can, they can, they can play every t- style of game that they need to play. Uh, they've got a senior leader in Ethan Happ. The question mark becomes where are they at on the, you know, as far as their guard play? Is Demetrius Trice playing the way he's capable of playing? Is Brad Davison playing the way he's capable of playing? Their defense will keep it in, but then you're going to need some of those guys to play at a different level at a next level. Um, you look at the final four teams, Frank did that, right? Frank Kaminsky played at a different level. Sam Decker played at a different level. You're going to need to make a final four run. You're going to need somebody to play at a different level. And when it comes to that too, I, uh, with just this upcoming tournament at all, um, I, the Big Ten's been so, I don't know if volatile is a, a good word to put it, but it, it just, there are days where just a team, uh, you've seen Rutgers step up here and there uh, and give good challenges to teams. You've you know, obviously, uh, Wisconsin upset Michigan and now they're a top four, but I, uh, you know, you saw that when they were, on a bad losing streak, and now that's propelled them up to the number four seed. Uh, this seems like team, it's going to be a hard-fought tournament with these games. Uh, who's the team that you think will take it all this upcoming weekend? And where does how far does Wisconsin go even in the Big Ten tournament uh, coming up this week? Yeah, when you look at it, for me, I, I think I think that they can get by that first right first game Friday. Then you get to the semis, and it's it's a it's a it's a who knows of who knows. I think. When you look at what this Big Ten tournament's going to be, it's going to be great. I mean, if you got a chance to get down to Chicago, get down to Chicago because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's what's made this league so good for so long is that anybody can come out and play. I think when you look at this, um, Wisconsin has the ability to beat anybody. Um, And to me – that's the exciting part. Now, they could get a Maryland team, and that's who they're playing, you know, on the 15th. And all of a sudden, it opens up wide open. I think if I had to pick, if, if I had to pick a team to close it down and cut down to the Nets on Sunday, for me, I'm probably going to have to go with Michigan State. Um, after seeing what they did to Michigan on Saturday night, I know Purdue's done a great job, has had a great year. I just think Michigan State is playing at a different level right now. Brian, we'll kind of finish up here. What are your memories from your playing time uh, or playing career, excuse me, in this time of the year? Uh, what are your some of the that really stand out um, in your memory banks? Well, I think obviously, you know, when you look at the memories, I think my, my senior year, um, we had a great comeback win against Michigan State uh, in the uh, Big Ten semifinals, and then we ended up winning the Big Ten championship game uh, tournament. Obviously, winning the Big Ten championship on, on senior night at home was huge, and then closing it out at Northwestern so that we were the only champions. Uh, those were awesome experiences. Uh, I think you got to look back a little bit. My junior year, where I thought we had a Final Four team, I think a lot of Badger fans thought we had a Final Four team. If I don't dislocate my elbow two games before the Big Ten tournament starts, uh, I think it may be a different story. Um, so, you know, a little bit of a, a what if could have been, but then you look back at that next year and, and we know what could have been because we end up, you know, winning the regular season championship, the tournament championship, and we make it to the sweet 16. So um, I think this is what, as a kid you grew up for, this is 
what you get up at, you know, 6 a.m. for the weights and, and running the hill and all those things we did up under Coach Ryan. I mean, this was the moment that all that stuff paid off, and this is what you played for. So, you know, it, it all was fond. Um, obviously, the winning is what you remember the most. You remember some of the losing because it was heartbreak. Uh, but in the end, it was, you know, going through all this stuff with your teammates and the experiences that you can't ever – uh, ever get again. Brian, man, it's been great having you on. We appreciate you making time, especially on a, a busy Sunday night. I know you're busy this time of year with everything uh, that's going on. Uh, real quick, we want to pub, obviously, BJ and the Bear on the score uh, on 95.3 in Appleton, if I'm not mistaken, 99.1 in Oshkosh. And uh, obviously your radio show, your Twitter account, and that's at, just making sure I am right there, at Brian underscore Butch. And then uh, tell us more about your basketball camps too. Uh, I know you do, one, you do your coaching associate job at the Wisconsin Herd, uh, for the Wisconsin Herd, I should say. But also, uh, what what's going on for Brian Butch camps, and, and what do you try to teach there? Yeah, so we've, uh, you know, it's a busy time of the year, obviously, but uh, we've got the morning radio show we do. Um, on the scorewi.com. If you're not in the Alps or Oshkosh areas, you can listen, listen to it through that way. Um, then, obviously, getting ready for basketball season. We do about 80 basketball camps throughout the state of Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Michigan throughout the summertime, spring, and fall. And it really, the, for, for me, um, I think so much of the game recently has been focused on playing, playing, and playing. And we've seen the basketball IQ and the skill level of a lot of kids decrease because that's all they want to do is play. So our focus on our camps is really about the fundamentals. Uh, I knew that I wasn't the quickest, fastest, or strongest basketball player. But the one thing I had was a lot of skill. And it's because I just developed that skill. And I was able to go pretty far with it. And I was able to have pretty good success with it. So for me, you know, the camp's main focus is to really develop the skills of kids, show them the tools that they can take away and improve themselves, and really, you know, teach some valuable moments within that. Um, so if you just go to BrianButchBasketballCamps.com, we've got all our information. If you're wanting to have us come down to your school, we come down to you. Uh, we've got a um, a normal set of 10 days of Appleton camps that we run because we're based out of Appleton. But the rest of the days in the summertime, we're all over the state of Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and Illinois. That sounds great, Brian. Uh, next time uh, we have you on, hopefully we'll have you on down the road. Uh, and also I got to ask you one of these days about uh, how it feels to bank in a three on the road. I remember being at a bar before I got into the media gig back uh, during was the 2007, 2008 season where you banked in that three pointer against Indiana uh, to uh, for, for the win. If I'm not mistaken, how many seconds is that? I'm looking at the game that the old uh, prospects at 4.5 seconds to go. Uh, I have to ask you about that down the road, uh, but we love having you on. I uh, love to have you on again uh, in the future. And, and thanks again for making time this evening. Well, thanks guys. I appreciate it. the bank is always open. So that's, you just, you got to give it a chance. That's, you know, that's all you got to do. It's always open. It always takes deposits. That's what I tell my, my oldest son when we play basketball at the, at the, at, the, at our gym, I'm just like, I'm going to bank it in. <laughs> I can't switch it. I'm not, I was a high school wrestler for a reason uh, instead of basketball, uh, but I'll take those bank shots uh, whenever I get a chance to. But uh, guys, it's Brian Butch. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come right back, finish up the show here on Bucky's fifth podcast. Again, big thanks to 
Brian Butch joining us on Bucky Smith Podcast, your podcast home for everything Bucky Smith Quarter, Wisconsin athletics, news, notes, analysis, and Wisconsin, obviously, like I said, number four seed. They will play on Friday. They get that double bye, and we'll see where Wisconsin takes them. And we always love Brian's analysis. Again, catch him and uh, BJ DeGroote. Uh, BJ and the Bear on the score, 95.3, 99.1. Guys are great. Uh, I love talking with them. Very knowledgeable. And, uh, you know, for us, Owen, we're busy coming up this week, man. Uh, it, I think it's going to be this way maybe till the end of March or whenever Wisconsin exits the NCAA tournament, which they're pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, they are guaranteed essentially a slot based off of all the projections. But, we have two preview, two other podcasts coming up. We're going to drop this one hopefully Sunday night or early Monday morning, and then we got a ton more coming up. Uh, we have obviously going to continue our spring position previews. We have Jesse Temple from the Athletic coming on, good friend of the show. Running backs and cornerbacks will break down there, and you and I will both be down at the McLean Center for Wisconsin's pro day on Wednesday. And if we get a chance to, uh, hopefully a quick. Pro Day th- podcast talking. We'll play some interviews from some of the guys. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have some media scrums there. And you and I get to go down and, and watch guys in athletic wear, try to impress NFL scouts. And I'm predicting, uh, we don't know for sure, I'm predicting pretty much every NFL team will be there. For sure, yeah. I, I know in the past I had 65 to 70 NFL and Canadian personnel there. A good group of prospects. Obviously, they had their, their eight that they were at the Combine. Um, Olive Sagapolu as well, uh, among other Badgers, and um, that should be a good time. Uh, busy week as always, but like you're saying, that's that's good. Busy is good. Uh, a lot going on with the Badgers, and and they're hopefully uh, heading into this weekend and um, or three straight, excuse me. Uh, and yeah, for sure, it's it's a good time. It's it's March. Uh, spring training's about to wrap up here. It was like 40 degrees today, and uh, like I said. Badger winning and everything's going well. So um, we're getting towards summer and, and everything's turning up well. So uh, busy is good and uh, look forward to uh, pumping out a lot of content for uh, for the gentle listeners. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys listening. And just for the uh, pro day as well, 13 outgoing UW seniors. This is, I'm reading verbatim from the Wisconsin foot, uh, release. They're expected to be uh, at pro day. You're going to have Bo Benchwell, Brian Connolly, Taiwan Deal, Michael Dieter, Dakota Dixon, David Edwards, TJ Edwards, Alec Ingold, Chris James, Michael Capoy, Xander Neville, Olive Sangapolu, and Andrew Van Ginkle. Also, two former Badgers, Rashid Ibrahim and Serge Trezzi will also be on. Uh, they're expected to attend. And then you you like this prospect out of Wisconsin Whitewater from the Warhawks. You got Nate uh, Truin, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Truin from Whitewater. And he was in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a Wisconsin connection there. Uh, another Division Three standout making his way in. You see Dan Arnold from UW Platteville. He's playing on the Saints and played a pretty big role with Drew Brees' offense last year. Uh, and he threw. Uh, he was or he caught passes a couple years back and is in the league now. Uh, you've seen others, Jake Kumro. Uh, also participate in this Wisconsin Pro Day, and he's now with the Green Bay Packers. So uh, it should be a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Like I said, you mentioned earlier, it's, it's a great opportunity for these kids to um, kind of one last time show them what they got. And, and uh, the, the true NFL prospect uh, played in the NFL PA game with um, Taiwan Deal and Rafael uh, Gaglianone. 
um, out in Carson, California. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great, great experience. I know that, uh, that was one of the first things that I got to cover, uh, in person for, uh, for Bucky's fifth quarter. And it's always a great experience. It's always, it's my kind of area of, uh, not expertise, but, uh, general interest. Um, so yeah, it's always a great time leading up to the NFL draft and, and getting to see these kids, um, like I said, one more audition, one more shot at, uh, trying to get to the next level. So always fun and, and definitely looking forward to not only doing that, but also having a day off work. So, um, nice. double whammy. For me, so big time. Absolutely. And, and we, 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 we expect, like we predict, we don't know for sure that all 32 teams will be there. We have a very good feel, uh, in my opinion, uh, we, let's just state that they have not said who will all show up yet for this pro day, but based off a of precedent, many, many teams show up to this and I'm guessing from based off of last year, which I think every I think every NFL team was represented there, uh, from based off of memory. I'm guessing it's going to be very similar, uh, and we'll confirm that. You get check our twitters. You can find Owen at Reese Draft Reese Draft R I E S E Draft, and then for me at J Coco B Five Q. Uh, and early, we're going to get there early. I'm sure we'll talk to a UW official just to confirm who is all in which teams are all represented and how many personnel overall uh, and make sure you guys follow us for that. Cause we'll bring you all the info to finish the show. Owen, tell us where they can find us on the podcast world and, uh, and how many reviews and what type of reviews we like. You can find us on Apple podcast, uh, Google podcast, Stitcher, uh, and anywhere else that you can find, uh, podcasts. We're making the rounds. We're, places as we can um and five star reviews only uh feel free to to critique us tell us what we can improve and and what we're doing well but five star reviews only absolutely and uh for owen reese i am jay kokorowski big thanks again to brian butch coming on make sure you guys follow him at brian b-r-i-a-n underscore butch on twitter too and we'll catch you guys coming up actually midweek for our pro day podcast here, well, I'm Bucky's Fifth Podcast.